welcome to Fierce Woman Rising, the podcast that ignites your inner fire and introduces you to women who shattered norms, rewritten rules, and embraced financial independence. I'm Claire, accountant, business mentor, coach, and your guide on this transformational journey. Each week, I'll be sharing powerful interviews with women who have embraced a life of purpose and taken control of their destinies. Learn from their stories, empower yourself, and if you feel called, join us in rewriting your own story. Financial independence, joy, and abundance are not just a dream. It is your birthright. Let's rise together with fire and become the next fierce woman rising. Welcome back. We are here today for another exciting episode of the Fierce Woman Rising podcast. And this story, I cannot wait for you to hear. This literally moved me to tears when I first heard Joanne sharing this story. So I cannot wait for her to share it with you all today. So Joanne is a 39-year-old mama who got into business and debt very, very early at 21 years old, becoming a professional horse trainer. Together with her farrier horse trainer hubby and two kids, she now lives on her beautiful beautiful property in WA where they're choosing the self-sustainable, simple homeschooling lifestyle for their family, getting things back to basics, which I think is just amazing. Joanne has this dream of retiring her hubby, though he doesn't quite follow in, in that, in that he can't see himself retiring and not working. So they've settled on six months work, six months travel, which I think is a pretty cool compromise. <laughs> <laughs> she is a woman who I have only known online until very, very recently. And as I said, I had the pleasure of meeting her at her at our business retreat very recently and, and hearing this story face to face. So I cannot wait for her to share it with you all today and um, share what this business opportunity has done for her. And I think, Joanne, this is something that we spoke about at the retreat, isn't it? Like it's, it is so much more than just yes. a quick win cash business opportunity. And I know we're going to go into that in, in far, far much more detail through sharing your story, but why don't we, why don't we start back at the start? <laughs> start at the start. What was, what was, what was life like for you before you, um before you had this business in your life? What was life like for you? Oh, okay. what was your, so what was the, yeah, what was your dream for the future? Okay, so like for me before this, um, like Claire said, I was a horse trainer. So I was a horse trainer and riding coach. So I was traveling to different places to teach people how to ride, whether it be pony clubs or local clubs. or And I would travel thousands of kilometers. So I would go from the bottom of Western Australia all the way through to the northern parts of Western Australia. So in a lot of times I was away for periods of time, sometimes weeks at a time, depending on where I was traveling to and what I was doing. In some cases, my family came with me. In other cases, not. I went alone. Um, and when I had kids, it was sort of one of those changing things. I, I It never bothered me traveling beforehand. Um, then when I had children, I was like, well, hold on a minute. This isn't much of a life for them to be without me. Mm. Um, and it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right for me. And so I was on sort of a seeking before I even had my second child. I was seeking something different. I was seeking other things that would help me, um, you know, get back home to be the present mum that I wanted to become um, and that I knew I was possible to be. So for me, it was more initially um, was a mindset thing. It was mm. more like change the life, change the mindset, 
Um, because life life was really challenging for me when I had my second child. So my, my, the birth of my second child was very, very traumatic. Um, I actually passed away in the birthing process and so did my child. Um, and she now has um, cerebral palsy um, due to ataxia due to that. And Darcy's birth for me was very, very different to my first birth. My first birth was five hours, baby out, no pain medication, the most beautiful, really empowering um, experience for me as a mother mm. and then Darcy was polar opposite she was you know I had I had passed away I came out of it with a lot of trauma I had to have a category one cesarean um, and in that I came out with PTSD and I had really bad post-traumatic stress um, postnatal depression and I had psychosis so my, my headspace really wasn't a very good place. I had, um, you know, I was struggling at that point to be in the presence of my own child as a newborn um, and as a new mum to a second child. And I found that that headspace, you know, that adversity and that, that trauma that I was experiencing brought me to seeking bigger and better things. It, it got me out the other side of it wanting more for me, wanting more for my family, wanting more for um, me as a mum. You know, I wanted to be the present mum that I knew I could be. I I didn't want to be um, sitting where I was. No, and I knew that there was more out there. And, and of course, in that state of mind, travelling away um, wasn't an option. So suddenly my income had gone from having a decent one um, and being able to be 50-50 with the income in the way of our household to suddenly my husband having to do it all. And mm. for me, that was really, really draining and depressing. And I didn't know how to get out of that space. I, I seeked psychiatric help. I was seeing a counsellor weekly. It was all these things, but nothing was really shifting me from where I was. And then I saw my friend. I saw my friend Jean do um, the TFE and get online in online business. And I was like, what is she doing? And I remember watching her for for like a six-month period thinking, something's changing here. Like, what, <laughs> what is going on like, with Jean? You know, is she a part of? <laughs> Yeah, and she she was a person that I had known for an extensive period of time. She had bought a horse off of me some years before um, and come to me for training as well. And it was sort of like we built a bond and a friendship and I knew who she was and where she'd come from. And then I was watching this magic unfold and I remember thinking, this isn't Jean, like what's going on here? And so one day I messaged her and I said, hey, dude, what are you doing? Like I, I need a bit of whatever it is that you're, you've got going on because I need some help to get out of where I'm at and everything I'm trying is not working. And so originally my journey to, to greatness and to where I am now, you know, it started with great adversity. It started with, um, you know, trauma and it started with pushing through bad mindset and real setbacks in my life and a, a whole, I, you know, I, I explain it like as if I was, down in a hole and I had no rope to grasp at. Um, you know, another way I've explained it is like I'm standing in a room and I'm screaming and I'm in a room full of people and none of them can hear me. Mm. You know, like that was, it was such a deep, deep-seated um, depression that I just didn't know how to get out of. And even when people were off- offering me hands down and things like that, I didn't know how to take it. And when I saw what Jean was offering, it was like, oh, my God 
I need I need what you've got. Like, please throw me the rope. And she went, yeah, sure, no problems. I can do that. And she was like, that rope down into that hole that gave me that foot out from where I was. And this business that we do online and where I'm at now in life and how it has changed my life so much is all because of that, because she went before me, you know, because she was, like you say, that fierce woman that went, you know, everything that is going on in my life, I need to to shift from that. But then she made that step forward to do that. And that then helped me and helped inspire me to do the same. I think, like, what you've just shared in the space of, like, five minutes, I mean, it, it gobsmacks me. It really does. I cannot... And I don't think there's many people that can comprehend the the depths of where you were. And I think you articulated it really well, that the the being in a room full of people and screaming and no one hearing you was what really locked mm. it in for me. You know, it's like I, I can't begin to imagine that frustration. You know, it's like, you know, like what can I do? Yeah. How can I scream louder? Like why can you not hear me? I am so crying out for help. And you know, to have literally like passed away, gone to the other side and then come out of that. So this trauma that was around, that was around that it was around what, what maybe can you dig a little bit deeper into where you think that came? Was that around the fact that you came out the other side and you maybe felt that you didn't deserve to, or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm just really curious about that whole part of it. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, like when I died, you know, and I have a lot of people that they, they hear me say, say this and they say to me, you know, like you died, literally like you died. And I'm like, yes, I very deeply know I died. I know I went to a place, whether it be, you know, some people would say it's between heaven and earth or whatever. You know, I went to this, this energetic place of, of total peace. And in that place, it taught me that life, everything we have happen in our lives is a choice. Some things are, are brought into our life without choice, but we have a choice whether we're going to process them in a way that is going to belittle us or whether we're going to process them in a way that's going to empower us. And I think that that, that was what I really learned in that space. You know, my nan was with me. Uh, my nana had passed away in the March before I found out I was pregnant with Darcy. And my nan was my confidence. She was my everything. She was the person that I could go to and there was no judgment. There was nothing but hope for me there was nothing but um you know I want for her to want me to succeed and I feel like that space and I know that Darcy was in that space with me too because in that while I was in that experience experiencing that um, my nan was holding on to my baby and and she didn't speak to me in words she spoke to me in energy Mm -hmm. um you know she spoke to me in a way where I just knew what she was saying to me when she looked at me and I was, yeah, it was a very, very powerful place. My my nan told me in that place that I needed to go back because I had chose to um, and that I had great things to achieve in my life um, and that Darcy needed me. And, and I remember the struggle that I felt after, um, you know, when I came back, I remember asking the, the midwife, she was standing beside the bed and I remember asking her, you know, is my baby alive? And she said to me, yes, sweetheart, you are alive and your baby is alive. And I remember in that moment this great grief coming to me and me feeling like all I wanted to do was go back and be with my nan. Mm. And that was the starting point for me was, and I think it was the degree of peace that I had felt in that place 
that it was like nothing I had ever felt before. And that is what I've held on to. I think now, now I've learnt to to live my life again and to be who I am here on earth to be. Um, I think now, now I understand what that sense of peace is, and that I can hold on to that still now without having to go back to that place. And I am a big believer that it's the process and the people and the business that I'm doing now, and all the mindset training that that has offered me and support that has helped me realize that those things are possible for us in life. Mm. Yeah. And whatever has got us to whatever point we've got to, and that's, that's something I've noticed through every conversation I have with, with people who are in this business at whatever level, you know, people from different countries, people from different backgrounds, men, women, different ages, everyone has got to a point where they've realized, like you said, there's a choice and it's, it's a crossroads. Like I, I keep going down this way and who the hell knows where my life's going to end up because I know this route's not serving me, but it's the comfortable one, or I can make a choice and I can, I can step into a different direction. I can step into the unknown. I can be courageous. I can trust myself and, and exactly. we forge forward that way. Um, and yeah, isn't it? Totally. And I'm totally with you on that one, Claire. Yeah, it's just, I find it so empowering. And so like, I have to say, you know, 10 out of 10, you're, you're top of the table for your, for your, for your store, for the, for the, for the the moment for you. But, you know, let's joking aside, like everyone's point is their maximum, isn't it? It's, it's, it's their line in the sand. It's the maximum that they can, that they can stand. And, and I think it's really incredible. Like for me, this was like, I, I, I resonated with what you said in the beginning in as much as Terry and I have always contributed equally to our family um, finances. I've never been, I've mm-hmm. never, ever wanted to be the housewife um, and, and to have Terry provide and, and that it was always a 50-50. It was always, we do this together. We're a team. And so when I've got in Definitely. a place where I felt I wasn't contributing financially, that starts to eat at me inside. And, you know, there's yeah. a whole heap of people that could, that could say, well, there's work to do there. You know, raising a family is work as well. You don't have to earn money to feel worthy. But where do you sit on that? Because I believe, I don't know about you, but I believe there is a relationship between the amount of money that we earn and the worth that we feel. Where do you, where do you sit with that? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you on that one in the way of that there is, but at the same time, you know, like for me, part of my journey has been to learn to live um, you know, live that slowing slowing life down a little bit more, being more present. Um, and for me, for a long period of time, I was so money-driven, you know, being in debt since I was 21 years of age with my husband and we got into debt on, on buying a property because we needed somewhere to professionally train horses because mm. we were doing that out of rentals and that was causing us to struggle because when we lost a rental, we then had to then try and keep our business running, but running from where, right? Yeah. So it got to a point where we had to get into debt to to step out of that and when you're having animals like we've got horses we've got cows we've had dogs um rental market's really difficult and so we had to make the choice to get into the debt so the work was important somewhat and I think where we were really lucky in the way that we did start it so late as hard as that was and how we've lost so much of those younger years of our life because we had that debt and we're having to work so hard for it to keep it you know the last 15 or so years it's got to a point now where 
where we're like, well, if we hadn't have done that prior to having our kids, would would we still be able to be where we are now? You know, we're yeah. starting to slow down life. We're starting to step back from things. You know, we're hoping to be debt-free within the next 12 to 18 months, That's hoping amazing. to semi-retire my husband because he refuses to be 100% retired apparently. <laughs> Gotta love it. Not <laughs> that's not happening he wants to be six months like you said at the start six months of the year um traveling six months of the year here at home um because our property gets quite wet in winter so working horses from here in winter is not as easy mm-hmm. um so I've negotiated on that um retirement deal which is fine <laughs> but like you you know money it, it is important but at the same time there's so many more things that you can um develop in life to develop that feeling of worthiness you know like absolutely for sure for me you know getting in and homeschooling my kids and and feeling worthy that I have things to teach them yeah um that's been a big one but that for me you know in doing that it's also saving me money but at the same time it's nurturing my kids and and giving my my girls what they need in life you know the the love the being with them all the time, the lifestyle, you know, they're learning to harvest the garden and where their food comes from and living on the farm and loving life and learning to love life, you know, learning that life isn't all about just working the nine to five. Um, uh, one does play a, Yeah, it does play a big part, but we need not not to allow it to become unbalanced, you know, in in we're us feeling worthy without money and then us feeling worthy with money. You know, there has yeah. to sort of be a balance between both because I think if you rely on that worthiness only being money-based, you lose the worthiness of, of self-worth, Absolutely. you know, and, and a love for yourself and a love for life and a love for family without that money. Absolutely. I think there's this balance, isn't there? It's like like Definitely. you're able to you're able to live the life that you live now and you you are projecting to live the life that you plan to live in the next 12, 18, 24 months because of yes. the choices that you made and because you're setting yourself up financially to do so. And I think that's the that's that's kind of the maybe where I was going more with the the money gives us choice, doesn't it? And money allows yes, us to live our life the way that we want to live it and if we are in a position where we are where we don't have the money we need to live the life we want that aligns with our values that's when it can eat away at our self-esteem yes. and our, our worth and our confidence isn't it and that's where yeah that's because where we start, it can start to, give, to chip away at us yeah because we start to give up those things because oh we don't have the money oh we yeah. don't know we can't be that because we don't have the money you know, and then, and then there's excuses start to, to slip in there when really if we had done something about getting the money, there would be no excuse. So it is really about having that balance between between self-worth without money and then it with money. You know, what, what can we do with money? Money allows us, you know, when we were on retreat, um, Margaret said, you know, money money is what allows us then to make that impact. Because mm-hmm. without that money, there's minimal things you can do to make impact. You know, like my my one little thing I did for, for impact today was I have a young girl that works for me and she's mute. She doesn't talk. And um, and we employed her going on two, three months ago now. And her family are absolutely lovely. Her dad her dad has some medical issues and, and I know that they're struggling for money a little bit. And we harvested our garden yesterday 
And so what I did was I made up a little box for them and and me being able to to offer that to them, you know, that didn't cost me any money. It was within that I had something to offer. I made them a box of veggies and I gave them an armful of silver beet and I gave them some eggs knowing that they didn't have access to that. I gave it just willingly and and I want to be able to, you know, I want to be able to walk up to people and give them packages that are worth thousands of dollars and mm. make impact at the same way emotionally that can change their life yeah that's the way I see this impact you know like yes I gave them them little today but but to them that was huge yeah, yeah. money is going to allow me to do things where I can, you know, do homeless runs and give homeless people food and be able to have, build gardens and grow things to an extent where I can offer these things to people, you know. Build an eco-village that allows me to offer them a whole week living on my property for free, mm. not just a night here and a night there and then they're out on the street again, you know, a month even where you can offer them food, you can offer them a place where life can change as they know it. You know, that's the type of impact that money allows us to have. I think I think that is just incredible. And I love your I love your vision. I love your energy. Like I feel your kind of nurturing, caring. It just oozes out of every cell of you. Like I can feel it through the computer screen. It's just <laughs> it's just it's awesome. And I and I and I love that you've really highlighted that because I think I think there's this misconception that having a having an online business that has the potential to make us millions is, you know, is this thing that the, the materialistic up themselves oh. people do and then they you know rub it in people's faces and stuff. But it's it's not what it's about, is it? It's not no, at no, all no. what it's about. It's it's about this impact and what choices that having the money allows us to make, isn't it? And then and then the ripples exactly. of that, like imagine the ripples of, of, of that kind of lifestyle on your kids and, and the upbringing they're going to have and the beliefs they're going to have. Exactly. And, and what they think is what they know is possible by having that sort of upbringing, seeing their parents do that. How awesome is that? Definitely, definitely. And being able to realise that each person has something individual to offer. You know, they don't have to make impact in the same way I make impact or how you make impact, Claire. It's a matter of how can they make impact in their lives that's going to affect millions of people around them mm. in the way that that they have to offer it because yeah. it, it's not you know like I have a lot of people come to me you know within this business and they'll say to me oh, I just I couldn't do what you what you're doing or oh no I can't see that being possible for me and I and I know that you would probably have experienced that too yeah and it's like well well can you can you be you because that's what we're, that's that's what this business is asking from you. It's you know that's what this lifestyle is asking from you. What is it that you desire within your life that makes this possible for you? And mm. I think that that when they start to think about that and they start to realize, I think people get so used to thinking about you know I need to do things that are going to impact me being able to pay my mortgage, me being able to develop money to to live my best life, me being able to you know pay for this or buy that and it's not about that it's about once you've got everything you need mm. then then yeah. where do you go from there because there's there's this overflow of of want for like now I feel like my mindset and and my heart is so full of self-worth and so full of things to offer other people 
that now there's this overflow of it, you know, and, and like you're saying that you're experiencing through through the camera with me that there's mm. this huge overflow and this huge want to, to offer this to people and to for people to know that there are opportunities out there for them that allows them to be able to experience, you know, what what I've experienced, but maybe in a different way that that's that's them. Exactly. You know? And I, I literally I literally did a share on that earlier this week because I hear it so often. I could never do what you do, Claire. I could never do what you do, Claire. I'm like, that's the point. You're not supposed to. Like exactly. I do me. You do you. Joanne, you're doing yeah. you. Um, like yeah. we all do us. But I think the 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 scary thing, and this is something I was just talking to someone else about just before, is that we don't always give ourselves the opportunity to think about what it is that we do want do we like yeah, exactly. it's it's really easy to kind of say well um you know i don't i don't like my job i wish i lived in a bigger house i don't like this i don't like feeling this i, I wish i didn't have to do that like that is really easy yeah. to talk about and really easy to articulate but that ain't going to get us anywhere you know sitting in exactly. that i don't like this i don't want this in that negative below the line kind of space like we're not going to break out of anything and go anywhere in that space, are we? Like, we no, better... and it's almost to a point where people become so blank to it. Like, they're like, oh, it's not possible for me. So you say to them when they say, oh, I'm down in a hole, you know, I'm in a really dark place. I, like, you know, I've got this young girl at the moment that I'm, I'm constantly communicating with and she's come out of a really abusive relationship and she's in this really hard place right now. And I'm saying, hey, you know, I'm throwing a rope down to you that that's there for you to catch. You're going to take it. And she's like oh, but, you know, I just don't think that this is, you know, going to be for me. And I say to her, you know, just get in, do the mindset training. Think about where is it that you need to step right now for you mm. that then don't don't think, oh, business, big business, big, big things, that, because that's like that's goals down the track, you know. What does this need to be for you right now in this moment? Yes. Because for every different person, it's going to be something different. You know, we've got people that walk into this that don't need the mindset training because they're already thinking wealthy. They're already thinking in a, in a fabulous money mindset. They've already investing mindset. They've already got this idea of, of putting money to, to create this amazing world that they want to make impact in. And then we've got other people that come in and just think, oh, no, it's not possible for them. And then mm. when they start to put their foot in, they put their foot in and then they take their foot out and then they put their foot in and they take their foot out and they go, oh, hold on a minute. This has got me now. <laughs> you know, this has got me now. What's going and then it's on like, here? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're like, right, I'm in. And then, then there's other people that just come all in, you know, like it's to a point where I love that I can offer this to all different sorts of people mm. and it is something different for each of them. You know, for me, originally I didn't come here for the money because I needed the help with mm. my mindset. I needed help from where I was and it was that for me. I already had the mindset. I already had the invested in the business mindset. That for me was was the easy part that I now look at how do I want this to change my life? How mm. do I want this to affect and change other people's lives and yeah it's a really it's really is so special just how many different elements it has in the way you can offer it absolutely and and that's what that's what I really love so for me um coming from an accounting and business background you know I couldn't I knew I knew my, my my driver was financial 
to begin with. Um, I knew I was in a, in a rut financially. I knew I'd lost the mojo for my business as it was. I was so exhausted. I was so burnt out. I was so done. You know, I couldn't serve in the way that I needed to serve to earn the money that I needed to make. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. So I knew yeah. I needed to find something else that was going to bring me money in. And, and at that point it was survival money. You know, it wasn't about materialistic, new car, fancy clothes, holidays, kind of like living it up lifestyle. It was survival money. It was like, okay, I need to cover my foundations. Um, and for me, that was, uh, this wasn't going to be the covering the foundations. You know, I, I knew that I needed to get back professionally and have a reset. And so that was where my, that was, that's where my job is. That's the role of my job is the financial yeah. security, the professional reset, the bills being paid. But then I also knew the entrepreneurial side of me wasn't, was going to get bored very quickly if I didn't give that, that creative side, something to focus on. And yeah. I, I enjoy my job and I love my team too much to put them through Claire getting distracted with shiny things again. So I'm like, I need to have something that I can focus on that 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 satisfies that shiny sparkly thingness yeah. um, and, and allows me to, to be here as well. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent, but stick with me. <laughs> and so, and so um, yeah, what what was my drawing where you said, you know, you needed the the mindset help. I needed, I needed something that I knew that I could focus on and grow on the side. Like it yes. didn't have to be my main thing. It was something I could grow on the side. And it was something that could allow me to feel hope again and allow me to get excited again. And and I could not, That's as fine. a numbers gal, I could not unsee the numbers when I watched that first masterclass and had it all had the whole thing presented to me. I'm like, what? I know, right? You look what? at it, you go, what? This is like, whoa, hold on a minute. And when you've been in business, when you've been in business and you start to like add up, okay, like you would know as an accountant you know like the the business expenses and and your your outlays and and everything and then you know what you're earning in income you know my husband and I we've been earning a decent amount of money there's there's not a small amount of money with the amount of debt we've had we've needed to make money so you know we're sitting on $140,000 worth of worth of income coming in but then you watch the expenses the expenses just get more and more and more and more and more you know horse feed and then the more horses you got in training for money the, the more feed you got to buy and then the more cost it is and then then your interest rate goes up and you're paying more on your mortgage and the, the expenses go up and up and up but with yep. this business I look at it and I go oh, there's expenses like where are the expenses yeah. like there's expenses but but because of my it's business mindset cool. I'm like I'm like this this is pretty you know, to buy my econ every couple of months and, and if I add that out at a weekly thing, it's only costing me, you know, like ten bucks. And then I'm like, okay, well let's look at let's look at where I've bought my system and how everything's functioning and and maintenance on that. And I'm looking at it going, like, I'm only spending very little money each month on this business that's making me quite a lot of profit. So, you know, like when you look at it like that, you're right. You can't unsee that. You can't unsee that, especially when you've got an investors and a business mindset. Once you've got the in front of you, you're just like, what? Okay, how do I get to that where it makes me that? Because that's the amount of money I want and that's the amount of money that's going to allow me to make impact yeah. and survive. And how do I get to that, you know? And, and, and as that. soon as you come into that, your mindset just 
you can't come back from it. <laughs> you can't, but that's the difference though, isn't it? Because yeah. there's, there's there's two groups of people I've noticed. There's there's people that are just like, holy hell, all right, how quickly can I get there? Because once I'm there, I'm set, I'm comfortable, my, my basic needs are met and it's that's like... Me. Yep. That was me as well. I'm like, okay, right. Okay. So that's like six people, seven people. Yep. Right. Cool. You know, it's like, it's not many, is it? And then, and then, but then you get people that are like, okay, how much does this cost? And how much does that cost? And, and what's that, you know, how much do you pay for the monthly like access to the platform? And I'm like, oh, you know, to me, that's, that's nothing nothing exactly for, for everything that's in there and for all the everything that it does like we don't make a single sale like we don't have to do any of that do we like we don't do any of the paperwork we don't do any of the the like the legal stuff dotting i's crossing t's all the boring shit we don't do any of that i know we have we the literally live and we, breathe yeah live and breathe the product that we love that of course allows us to live the best life because we then show other people how we're doing what we're doing and then the rest of the hard work's done for us. Yeah. And then before we know it, there's a check in the bank and you're like, what? <laughs> like it, once you realize once you realize how how simple it is, you know, like I think people don't that they worry too much about all the other stuff and instead of like rolling with the flow of it and then just allowing it to be what it is. Yeah. And then when that first check comes in, it really, really solidly instills, you know, this is real. What you yep. what you've just stepped into is real, and and thousands of people are doing it. You know, like I had one lady say to me the other day, "Oh, but if thousands of people are doing it, uh, like then then how come not everybody? Not, how come I haven't heard about it before you?" And um, I'm like, "Do you know how big the internet is? Yeah, Do you like know how big the world is? Billions and billions of people. How many?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, when I said that to when she said that to me, I was like, do you know how big the world is? Do you know how many humans there are in the world? And then I Googled how many humans there are in the world, giving this ridiculous amount of people. And I'm like, well, well, like, easy 70%. Let, let's be, like, a little lenient. 70% of those people are on the internet, right? And so I then sent her that figure. And I was like, so, so I'm telling you that thousands of people are doing this. And then she's like, oh, but if thousands of people were doing it, I would have heard about it through more people than you. And as if possibly you may have, but when there's this many people within the world, you know, we're that tiny little 1% that are, that are here wanting to make impact with this business model. And when I said that to her, she was like, yeah, okay. Okay, so you're telling me I could be that, that 1%. I said, yeah, we're in like a niche market right now. You exactly. know, before we know it, before we know it's going to boom and it's going to be way more than just that little niche market. Exactly. You know, we're getting we're getting in at the bottom of the curve, which I've I've heard our leaders say before, you know, that that there's a huge amount of impact to happen here still. I love the analogy and I forget it was one of our leaders shared it. He was he was sort of describing the whole um life cycle of this business. The company we're aligned with has a five hundred year vision don't they and they're they're approaching yes. their 50th year it's our, their 50th year anniversary next year so it's not it's not some newfangled thing that could no, fizzle it's within not. its first five years it's 50 years old already I keep meaning to google exactly. how old Tupperware is you know because that's a that's a yeah. network marketing business everybody knows and everyone trusts like Tupperware is always going to be there so I keep meaning to google that date I must do that um but you know this is a 50-year like company that. with yeah. a 500-year vision and he 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 
described it as like a marathon. He's like, where in the marathon do you think we are right now? And, you know, there were people are saying, oh, first 10Ks, first 5Ks, you know, um, lining up at the starting line. And he's like, we're tying up the shoelaces of our freaking shoes. He's like, we haven't even got to the starting line yet. He said, and we yeah. are here doing it. And And that to me, like, that just got my, like, energy inside just bubbling up. I'm like, this is so freaking exciting. We are like right at the start still of something that soon potentially. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And and I was having this conversation with someone in the UK the other day because, you know, it's, it's a Japanese company. So obviously um, it's starting to expand more in the side of the world where we are right now and it's slowly spreading its way across, um, yeah. uh, sort of across to, to Europe and, and things and um I was like that don't see that as a negative like that's you that's even more of a positive than we are here in Australia you know you could exactly because they're even smaller this. of an inch yeah and then then within like a week of that conversation one of our leaders shares some seven-figure um multi-million dollar um entrepreneur in the UK has joined because she sees the potential in it. I'm like, there you go. Yes, like she doesn't need exactly. to do that for financial reasons. You know, she's seeing the impact. She's seeing what, what this, um, what this can do. And I just think, oh, it's bloody, bloody brilliant. <laughs> and it sure is. It sure is. You're right. You're on the money there, Claire, because it, we're, we're at the bottom of a movement that is just going to get huge. It's going to get beyond us. You know, we're going to be, we're going to be 90, hundred year old ladies sitting there going, yeah, well, we, 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 we started that. <laughs> And look at what we've created. Look at the exactly. look at the trail of lives that we have that we've impacted, Change. and you know yeah. the ripples. And and to me, and, and you sort of said it earlier as well. Like that's that's one thing that's really important to me is, is the ripples and being an example, being a role model for my kids. Definitely. Um, yeah. And I know that's important to you as well. And I think that's something it that sure we really is. get to be in this space as well, isn't it? Yeah, and showing our kids what's possible, you know, like the things that it's allowed me to do um, yeah. with them, you know, and, and getting me back, being the present mum that I am and being able to work my farm more and be in the elements of, you know, I can have my kids with me all the time. You know, we were, we were, we were born and bred and raised to be that Mm. And that has been a very, very powerful thing for me as a mum to realise that, you know, I always had this deep, deep want within me to never send my kids to daycare. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, well, I'd rather them stay with my husband while I went to do something or whatever, like stay within the family, you know. And I don't have, because we live two and a half hours south of Perth, I don't have um my my family aren't close and my husband's family are in Mora, which is like four and a half hours from us. So um, because WA is so big. So for me, I never really had the option to to call my family. And I always felt like, well, I'm a mum, you know, I look after my babies. And, you know, I've had clients say to me, oh, you know, I'd prefer you don't bring your child to the arena. Even when my baby was sitting on the edge of the arena playing in the sand while I coach, you know, she didn't move from where she was. But, and I started to think, you know, what, what's happening within society where, where these sorts of things, and it wasn't necessarily about the safety of my child being there. It was just the fact that my child was there. Mm-hmm. So and I thought, I thought to myself, enough or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, 
but she's there. She's not bothering anybody. She's digging in the sand on the edge of the arena, outside of the arena. She she knew the rules not to not to go from where she was. She stayed like as if there was an imaginary tether between me and her because she got used to being with me on the farm all the time. So mm. it wasn't like she was a kid that would just run off and you wouldn't know where she was. She was very good in that way. Um, or she'd sit down and she'd watch a movie on the phone or something like that. So. But I realised in that moment when I had clients say those sorts of things to me that it had become societally um, normal for your kids not to be with you. Mm. And I was like, hold on a minute, this is this is a trend that uh, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. And for a long time I was like, I, I want my kids to be with me, you know. So I started saying, oh, well, the kids can sit in the car while I do that because I started to realise that it was bothering the clients. And then mm. then this day came and I went, you know what? I'm I'm just not going to do it anymore then. I'm just going to say to the client I can't come today. I've got my children with me. Um yeah, and it'll have to be it'll to have, have to be a day. It'll have to be a day when my kids can't come with me if you're not comfortable with that. Because yeah. it was they needed to acknowledge that it was something they were uncomfortable with not me. And I I, I think there was a bit of a turning point there for me um as a mum I started to realize no I have the right to be a mum I have the right to be a working mum like you say not having to choose between living the life being the mum and earning the money yeah and so many mothers are put in that position they're put in that position where they have to choose and that was that was a big thing for me I always was uncomfortable with the choosing and so for me it did drive me a lot into this business as well in the lifestyle changes that I've been able to um, implement um, because I can have my kids with me. I love it. I I love it. And I could just keep on talking to you, but I'm I'm conscious of time. <laughs> if there's someone, <laughs> if if there's someone listening, um, you know, maybe there's someone who has gone through something as extreme as you and is in that stage now of shouting in that room mm. and, and no one's hearing them. Or maybe it's someone who's just who's trapped in that monotony of day to day and knows feels deep within their soul that that there's more that they're meant for more but they feel totally and utterly trapped like they feel down in that hole without a rope what would your advice be to that woman oh I suppose watch and see what others are doing listen to other people's stories you know keep your eyes and your heart open Mm. um don't be closed and don't be closed to opportunity because I believe that it was opportunity that made this possible for me Mm. Um, and seeing that the opportunity was there and then not turning it away, being willing to understand that I had a choice to take control of what was happening and go, right, I need something, I need to change something and that have that be what I saw Jean implementing to be that change for me. And and maybe what Claire is offering is that is that change for you, you know, and that it's so important that you don't turn away that opportunity just because you think you can't because you can. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, you, you would have seen it at the retreat. I've got a T-shirt that says, actually, I can. And every what? time I wear that shirt, I feel the power of those words because we sometimes have to remind ourselves because, like, anything different to what we're currently doing is unknown um, and that's yes. scary. And we can tell ourselves that we're not going to be able to do that because that's more comfortable. We don't actually have to lean into the fear. Um, we don't have to lean into the unknown. If we decide to just stay comfortable with where we're at, we don't have to lean into the unknown. But I 
really hope that through people listening to your story and all the other stories on this podcast that what we're doing is we are creating this movement of of women and men um, who have got the courage to step into the unknown, who have got their eyes wide enough open to see opportunity that's in front of their face and to then have the courage to trust themselves enough to at least take a look. Like it costs nothing to look, does it? No, definitely not. And always remembering, you know, if not now, when? And then if not you, who? who who's going to do it if you don't do it? <laughs> that's a powerful one. That one hit me harder. Yeah. That one. That's powerful. I love that yeah. one. You know, that, that if, you, if you're not going to do it, then who's going to go before you to do it? And, you know, in so many ways, you've got to always be thinking of, if you don't do it now, then when are you going to do it? Because yep. life life is so short and life carries on without us. If we decide we want to stand still, we stay standing still. Or we decide we're going to live the life that we want to live. And it's a matter of choosing. If not now, when? And if not you, then who? Oh, my gosh. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to put, if you're okay with it, I'm going to put all your um, socials and contact details in the show notes of this episode. So anyone who has resonated with your story and maybe wants to ask you questions or understand a little bit more about what you do and how you do it, they can reach out to you. And um, if there is anyone listening who is like, okay, all right, like show me, like, okay, my eyes are open. I'm ready to see. Then um, my contact details are in the show notes of this episode as well dm me the words masterclass joanne and um, we'll send you something that will start to get you rolling on this journey you can have a look at some information and then decide if it's something you want to look into or not because that's that's where it starts isn't it it's not like you commit to something and sign your life away within the first dm it's not like that (laughs) no exactly it's a process and it's a process that is going to be right for you however it's done Exactly. Thank you so much, Joanne. I've really had heaps of fun. I've really enjoyed this and I trust everyone has got a stack load of value out of this conversation. So thank you so much. No problems, Claire. Keep making impact, man. I just love every single thing about that conversation that we have just listened to. Joanne is an incredible woman who has gone through something that most of us will never, ever experience and can never ever say that we fully understand but I think for her it it just it acted as the ultimate life pivot the ultimate crossroads as she described it where where she got to make a choice and and she got to decide you know what where where do I go from here what do I do what what is going to make the most impact, what is going to make my life have some kind of meaning. And I just think, I just think it was, it's so inspirational. It was so moving. I had goosebumps listening to her speak. And I love how every single person I I meet and get to talk to who is in this um, high ticket affiliate marketing business that I am in, everyone comes at it from a slightly different perspective. And I think how Joanne looks at things in terms of creating wealth, creating money to allow her and her family to live the way that they want to live freely with choice 
with freedom and then from there once they have once they have that foundation it's like right now what impact can i make how can i use this vehicle how can i use this business how can i use this wealth this abundance this um this authority i'm creating you know how can i use that to make more impact how can i impact more lives how can i impact more people how can how can i spread these ripples even further and i think that just comes from such a beautiful soul and i feel really really privileged to have been able to share joanne's story with you all and i trust that you all got a stack load of, of value. We, we were literally messaging after we recorded that interview and just saying, you know, this this was so fun. Like we should collaborate more. And, and I'm all for collaboration. I am all for bringing women together, bringing people together to inspire and empower others because there is something about the energy of women in particular who are, you know, who are vibrating higher, who are lit up, who are excited, who are forging forward on a path. You you can't help but be sucked into that energy. You can't help but be um the but be impacted by it. You know, it, our energy is infectious and I always want to make sure that, that mine is worth catching. You know, I want people around me to feel good, to feel empowered, to feel lit up. And I love how everyone brings their own essence to it and, and everyone brings their own flavor to it. And and it is just, yeah, such a privilege to be in this space and be able to share these stories with you all. So I trust you absolutely loved it. Um, if you did and it has inspired you to go far out, you know, okay, I need to, I, I really want to be a part of this or I really want to understand what being a part of this might look like, then um, hit me up in the um, links that are in the show notes to this episode and and DM me Masterclass Joanne and I'll send you some information. Um, I'll send you a video that you can watch and it it just goes into what, what this business is all about um, and more importantly, why myself and my team are using it as our vehicle to create our life by design instead of living one by accident. So all of Joanne's contact details are in the show notes to this episode. So please feel free to reach out to her if any of your story, any of her story resonated with you and all of my contact details um, and DM links are in the show notes as well. And you can follow me on socials, Claire Markwick on Facebook and Claire underscore Markwick on Instagram. Alrighty, until next week. Bye-bye.